Hey, it's Sean from Toronto Police Traffic Services, and this is episode three of TPS Traffic Jam. We're going to be talking to Erin Urquhart. She is TPS underscore Bikehart on all social media platforms, and you can listen to what she has to say about life, the universe, and everything right now. Hello, and uh, welcome. We are apparently this is wait tap 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 it's working yes i think it is uh we are about to have episode two of tps traffic jam no episode three of tps traffic jam so so for anyone who's just tuning in uh my name is sean shapiro and i'm a police constable here at traffic services i work in the traffic safety programs unit and uh, this is a new thing for us it's it's sort of a rebranded thing really in that this is tps traffic jam and it's a podcast style uh, content that we're creating. And it's a, it's a little different than what we used to do. We used to do a Monday to Friday uh, show, as it were, after our TikTok Live was done. We'd go online and we would uh, take questions from the public and we would uh, have different guests on. Well, Aaron is is no stranger to that because you have been an, a, a guest many times before. And uh, we've talked about what you do and you're a parking enforcement officer uh, it, with Toronto and you're a bike advocate and, and a, a knower of many pedal powered things. Yes. Uh, no, but uh, an all around good person, right? You're, that's what you're known as. <laughs> I would hope so <laughs> for at least some people. A lot of people don't like to see me when they're getting a parking ticket from me, but uh, yeah, since I've started the social media thing, it has been a great, fantastic way to, one, build a rapport with the uh, cyclist community within Toronto and actually all over the world. It's been it's been amazing. Like through, I guess I've been doing social media now. It's going on like going on five years now, um, I believe. Yeah, because we started this in 2006. Sorry, 17, I believe. Yeah, 2017. So my math is off. It's there, amazing but... how time flies because yeah. I, uh... I, I got into this too, and obviously I, I do a lot of social media. I, I, and, I th- and I think I get to credit you for the TikTok introduction because we were making videos for your TikTok originally. That's right. You helped me with my first uh, video that was with um, uh, PO Jason Hickey, one of my good friends, yeah, uh, who is uh, featured in a handful of my TikTok videos because he enjoys doing social media too, but he is not full-time social media like we are. Um, but yeah, and you took TikTok and you ran with it and you have created a whole niche for yourself in the traffic and police community. So it's, it's been amazing to watch you grow and see all our accounts res- like together grow. It's, it's been really exciting over the last two, two years now. Yeah. That's wild. Time, yeah. time flies. It has been an amazing ride and, and we, lots of cool things that we're going to do in the future. Uh, I'm confident of that. Uh, just wait till they make the first Toronto Police full uh, motion picture, uh, you know, the, the <laughs> feature film, <laughs> the feature film. Yeah. Uh, motion picture. Who calls it that? So <laughs> uh, the the, uh, the the goal today is to talk about more, well, more about what you do. And, uh, you know, many of the people that uh, are, are listening uh, to what we talk about want to know the answers to questions uh, about, you know, traffic and law and safety. And, and when you jump on, like you did today during our live, you answered questions about uh, parking rules and stuff. But I don't think people really credit parking enforcement as what it is. And, and I don't think they have any idea that, of how vital parking enforcement is to keeping our city moving and keeping it safe. Uh, so I want to talk about that. I want to talk about your, your, uh, you know, your your dedication and your connection to cycling because you you are the poster child for, uh, you know, safe uh, safe cycling and and more importantly, 
bike lanes, yeah. uh, like specifically of how, how to protect uh, cyclists. And then, but before we get into all that, how did you get into what you do? I mean, what, what A, you, you became the media relations officer for parking, but yes. you got into parking. What, 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 uh, what brought you, what, what brought you to us? Cause you know, we're hiring, the Toronto police That's is hiring. Right. So we always want to talk about uh, becoming a member of the Toronto police. Yeah. So honestly, um, I have people comment on my TikTok all the time. They're like, did you think about when you grew up, like I wanted to be a parking officer? No. What do you mean? <laughs> well, I did know, you know, back when I was applying for college, I was applying for police foundations and uh, it was something that really stood out to me. You know, I had been involved with air cadets growing up and I just love that whole um, paramilitary sort of organization going through ranks. So after I went through college and police foundations, I became a security guard. I did security for four years at Ryerson University. Loved that job. It was one of the best jobs I've ever had. But after four years, it was time to move on to a more career-based job. And I had connections and friends who worked at Go Transit as special constables. And I had a friend there who just, you know, uh, spread the word that parking enforcement was hiring. And he thought I would be a good candidate. And I applied. And here I am, seven years later. Actually, actually, t is today the 14th so yesterday i missed it ah yesterday was How my could you i know i uh missed my own seven year and a uh, hire date anniversary it was yesterday april april 13th 2015 is when i was hired with tps parking enforcement so yeah it was just um a, an opportunity came my way and i took it and here i am <laughs> so that was your hire day for signing what was your first day you still have time you could do a post on your first day so then <laughs> and now and Ah, uh, my, sorry, the, I think that was actually my first day of training. So the higher date, I believe was, you really in, missed that. I really missed that. That was in, <laughs> that was in February. And I actually remember the day I got the call from uh, recruiting or now talent and acquisition uh, that I was selected and I was given my, um, what, what do they even call it? It's uh, your offer, but it's like a pro probationary or conditional offer conditional offer that's right so yeah i was told i got the conditional i was actually uh recertifying my emr course with my ryerson security friends when i got the, the call and they all knew i was sort of in the process and they could tell just how excited i was when i took the call and walked out of the room and came back and i fooled them all i just came back in i sat down and like pretended like i was all disappointed and then i was like i got the job and i was so excited <laughs> so so what was that experience like i mean it's not an instantaneous thing where you just apply and you get it uh, yes. a lot of stress uh, waiting H how was that whole process for you yeah so it was uh it was a lengthy process for me and it was um things were different back then so now you actually have to do the whole oacp certificate i did the process before that was um, a prerequisite to be in Toronto Police or Parking Enforcement. So basically what it was, um, I applied, I got called in for testing. So that's the first stage of, well, back then that was the first stage. So you would go in, you would do like a grammar, English test, and then you would have to pretty much uh, recite a parking ticket on another piece of paper, but you had to do everything like exactly the same and you would, you be surprised how many oh, no. people could I, not copy I can, something. I can actually <laughs> speak to that uh, from firsthand experience because I applied to become a parking enforcement officer. There you go. Uh, so you know and, it. Yeah. I, and, and the reason it, it, it wasn't that I, I, I was a court officer at the time. I was part time. 
and I was in a set, the working the cells, and I was I really wanted to be out riding a motorcycle, and I had my blue card because I was already an auxiliary officer riding the motorcycles, and I said, you know what, I should become a parking enforcement I could, uh, officer. I could ride around and and get a totally different experience from that what I was getting in courts, more hours, totally. uh, and and that freedom. So I went and did my test, and um, I put my actual badge number on the ticket as opposed to. <laughs> As opposed to the, the, the badge number that I was supposed that to have That was copied. on it, yeah. And I was, I was out of the process. Yeah, like, and it, that's that. all it takes. That's all it takes, right? And I remember being in that room. The room was full. Like, there was, like, 30 or 40 of us in there. And the training officers who were running the testing, they were like, there's only going to be about four of you in this room that is going to go to the next, like, the interview stage. So when I got past that stage, I was like, Ooh, look at me. <laughs> or, but, yeah, and that's the one thing a lot of people, like, they'll they'll – put their own name as opposed to the officer's name that is on the paper but so then that was that process then I got called in for the interview stage the interview stage was the most nerve-wracking uh point as you could imagine and then you are notified afterwards whether you pass the interview and then you would move on to the background stage so once you're in the background stage you're you know you're you're getting there you're getting close to getting your conditional offer if you have a clean background that is of course um, and that's a big deal background checks people yes. get uh, knocked out of the process all the time because either they have a bad driving record or they have something in their history that they don't even think is an issue but it becomes an issue totally so, you know you really have to be open uh open to yourself and open to realizing that it may be beyond your control that something that's happened you know yeah you, you had yeah something that happened somewhere and, and i don't even know i've never i've never been involved with the background process to know exactly what people fail on i just know that many many people do many good people do um, yeah totally well i remember just back when i was in college and police foundations they would tell us as students like you know if you're serious about a policing career be and us you know social media officers this is a good topic about um be careful what you post on social media right um mm -hmm. as, if you're applying for employment that you don't think they're and especially social media is so huge now it's a part of I'm sure every single job process and toronto police they will find whatever you don't want them to find on your social media so i, I got uh, a hint as to why that happens we're yeah. the police. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't know that. <laughs> so yeah, but um, the whole process took about a year to get on, and I honestly thought that I wasn't uh, going to be selected because the background stage took so long, um, and then the class got pushed back. It was supposed to be February. That's when I got told I was hired, but then I was told the class doesn't start till April. So I was actually in the process of applying for other jobs within Ryerson because I was like, you know what? I haven't heard anything. And in that same week that I actually had an interview with uh, another department within Ryerson Security, I got the offer for parking. So... That's yeah, awesome. it was uh, it, it was it was great. And, um, you know, people people knock this job all the time. They say get a real job. You know, it's a cash grab, blah, blah, blah. Same as what you experience, I'm sure, on the police side. And we've all yeah. seen it on TikTok and all the comments. But at the end of the day, this is a great job. You know, you, if you're someone who likes to be out by yourself, you know, you have supervision. But at the end of the day, you're out there by yourself on patrol. And, you know, you get to work outside and all elements of weather, depending on if you're an outdoorsy person, the sun Summer, best part of this job there's nothing like the winter when your your nasal stuff freezes you have icicles <laughs> like something out of that yeah uh, totally like certain movie with frozen 
boogies. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but you know, so people must ask you all the time: Is this a stepping stone? Is this your? Is this your career? Are you going to become a police officer? What are your goals? Because uh, the, obviously, there's an entire chain of command within parking enforcement, and we we share the same boss. Our superintendent is the is, is uh, Superintendent Scott Baptist. He supervises or controls or is, is in charge of uh, parking enforcement uh, citywide as well as traffic enforcement citywide or traffic uh, services citywide. Yeah, so this could be a step. It is a stepping stone for a lot of people. They'll get hired into parking or, you know, like you said, people from courts come over from courts to parking because it's full time, more hours and whatnot. Um, but for me, you know, I, I love what I do. Um, it's not to say that that has, you know, the doors closed for going anywhere else. But the fact that PC is hiring right now, special constable is hiring right now. I've had a lot of friends uh, reach out to me saying, you know, like, this is your time, do it. But I'm, I'm still on the fence. I'm not going to lie. I did open the uh, application process earlier this week. But yeah. anyway. <laughs> but you know what? You're in a very unique position. You know, if you, yeah. as, as a media relations officer, as a specialist, as someone who, who does not what a normal uh, parking enforcement officer does, because you do much more. Uh, right. Whereas if you were to become a police officer, you'd be going to 911 calls, you'd be doing a totally different job and and that change it's it's you know i was a, a supervisor in courts when i left and uh, and i was an auxiliary sergeant and you go from being in a supervisory role it's hard to get into a uh, a non-supervisory role it's just a change you get yeah. comfortable in the things you're doing and the way the the, the day goes uh, so i can appreciate how not wanting to change would be yeah uh, well that's yeah. that's the thing it's a huge lifestyle change too to move to a different job i would be going back to compressed shift work for a while you know i love my schedule there's there's so many pros and cons so yeah this it's 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 a constant tug of war with myself well, when listen, i think about this so. i am not selling you on changing because that means you wouldn't be working with me on a <laughs> regular basis right. we have yeah. a lot of fun so don't uh, don't you don't need to go don't, <laughs> don't, don't leave don't, yeah <laughs> don't nobody harass uh, aaron yeah <laughs> uh, so so let's talk about parking and what parking really uh, looks like because I think you I think parking enforcement gets a really bad rap uh, yeah. more so even than than traffic because I can pull someone over give them a ticket and they accept it but I, I know many times we've talked about the fact that parking tickets get issued and people lose their minds yeah uh, anger uh, and we, did, we actually we had, it's funny we did a video yesterday uh, specifically for your TikTok talking about what happens when people get uh, violent or angry or abusive after you give them a ticket and it happens all the time um, we, but they don't realize that it's not just giving them a ticket to give them a ticket. It's about keeping the streets moving because these arteries are what we rely on to get people home and to work. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's, you know, the number one thing I, I hear. It's like, you know, you got to make your quota or it's a cash grab. No the whole reason why we issue you a parking ticket is so that you don't do that again. Um, we would hope that you would hopefully pay for parking next time as opposed to not paying and paying, you know, probably double what you would have paid for parking. Um, that's why do we have... Mean, do you mean that parking tickets, like other tickets, are a deterrent for bad behavior? Yeah. <laughs> Believe it or not. Imagine that. <laughs> but yeah, and like that's why some parking fines are high because they're higher priority offenses such as bike lanes, such as accessible permits, no stopping, no standing. They're more expensive so because you're not supposed to be there and for a good reason. And a lot of people, and I, I have to go do some videos on this too, like people th think that bylaws are put in place for no reason. Well, 
they are there for a reason, like at the end of a driveway or by the end of a street of a garage or something. It's a no stopping zone. So that line of sight can be clear for drivers going in and out. There's a reason for all these bylaws. And for anyone saying otherwise, it's it's just simply not true. And we are ultimately here for safety and to keep the traffic flowing. Um, and it's funny because at the start of the pandemic, when we the whole city, the whole world was essentially shut down, we relaxed a lot on our parking for a good like six months. People didn't have to pay for parking um, because the whole city was essentially closed and yeah. no one was supposed to go anywhere. But then as the city started to reopen, yeah, you'd be surprised. Well, you wouldn't be surprised, but how many calls that we would get at parking enforcement, like, why aren't you enforcing this? We need enforcement. My street is full. Uh, residential areas, you know, downtown cores, just everywhere. So it, it like, it, we're needed. And, and if we weren't out there and we weren't enforcing, no one would be moving anywhere in this city. I had a very interesting experience, not in Toronto. I went to the airport yesterday to pick up my dad, and um, that was an experience. I, I really feel for the the folks. Uh, Paragon Security was on site doing traffic management, and, and folks were just stopped everywhere. It took almost oh. a half an hour to drive in from the highway just to the terminal because people were just stopping in the middle of the road for their convenience. Yeah. And it's things like that that uh, where you start to really appreciate and wish there was someone with a ticket book in their hand so that <laughs> uh, we can get things moving because without consequence, people will do whatever they want. Absolutely. And, you know, it it's, makes me laugh. It's like we can't win sometimes because, you know, Rush hour, for instance, um, which we haven't brought back yet because I guess the city's still trying to figure out what's going on with, you know, cafe TO programs and all that um, stuff. But, uh, <laughs> you know, when we were enforcing rush hour and I was towing a car that, like, say, on Young Street and the, like it's gridlocked because everyone has to get around this parked car here now instead of you know driving straight up the lane that should be clear because it's a rush hour route and the, all the thumbs up that I get and be like yeah get it out of here like everyone loves us when we're getting a car out of your way right oh yeah when it, when it works for them <laughs> well exactly or, or if someone's blocking your driveway or parked in your parking spot so at the end of the day like we're we're here to service the city and to help you get home safely in a timely manner so you're not stuck in downtown or just anywhere Toronto gridlock. A very beautiful and important point made by my, my wife uh, who just uh, messaged and says, uh, I think it's an important point oftentimes that TPS gets complaints and phone calls from the public and that is why certain areas are visited more by parking enforcement or the traffic unit. Absolutely, we're, we're responding to uh, complaints from the public because these are the people who live in those areas who are affected by the actions and, and selfish often actions of the individuals who are visiting the areas and causing problems. And, you know, it's just like the issue we have with Noisemaker, we, you know, where people come in with, with really loud uh, motorcycles and exhaust systems and they, uh, I want to use the word terrorize because that's the way it's <laughs> being described to me. But, you know, they come into an area that's not theirs. Actually, even if it is theirs, they live there. But it's it's a selfish thing. They're just doing what they want, and it impacts totally. everybody around them. And that results in calls to us and calls not only to the police and parking, uh, but to members of parliament, like to the mayor. Everyone hears these complaints, and they're loud, and they're angry. Oh, yeah. And I, I can confirm I live in an area where lots of cars and motorcycles love to do that. They love to race up and down the street that I live on, and it is a neighborhood could like collective neighborhood complaint we don't like it stop so it. <laughs> you're signing the petition i'm putting it now yeah <laughs> we, i we, would 
a lot of a lot of folks uh, when we post on social media about all sorts of offenses, whether it be parking or or, uh, or traffic related. When I I mean when I say traffic, it's not parking is also traffic related, uh, but with traffic safety, speeding, things like that. People say, well, you know, what's the big deal? You know, who am I hurting? It's a, it's a victimless crime. Uh, but it's not victimless. There's a lot of people who are affected, and and I, I really appreciate the work that parking enforcement officers do every day, both as an officer because I know what you guys go through. I've I've written a few tickets, uh, okay. both for for both parking and for regular. But I appreciate it as as a as a as a member of the community. I really appreciate it because I I can't tell you how many times uh, I I can't get to where I'm going because someone's decided to just drop their car off and, and take off because coffee is important. Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, thank you, and I appreciate that. And it's it's always appreciated when anyone uh, from the member of the public within the actual police service, anyone uh, who gives us a compliment and says, thank you for your service. Um, because at, often this is a, a thankless job. We go out there and we take a lot of abuse from the public, verbal abuse, physical abuse. It, it happens, unfortunately, and it, like it does with police officers, but uh, no one should be abused for just simply doing their job and wearing a uniform. And no matter how much you dislike that, job or the person in the uniform but you don't know me like you would like me if you met me out in uniform. Well, some I people like you, not <laughs> yeah oh you know, not everyone yeah <laughs> but at the end of the day yeah it's um it's just a job and we're paid to do a job or we're not paid to make your day worse your day gets worse by your own actions so if you just obey the law that won't happen, right? Big, like, Big Jeff Fresh, who's a regular uh, uh, viewer and participant in our live session, says coffee is important, but park properly and don't disrupt. And I mean, assuming traffic. Yeah, you yeah. know, it, it's it's that whole me, me, me attitude. Um, and you know, you, you said that you, you said it, I think, really well. Uh, that you're you're a person and you're doing a job, and that's what you're paid to do. Uh, have you ever gotten a free toaster for hitting a certain number of tickets or a vacation to Maui? No, no. <laughs> I wish. I just wanted to know if you were getting something we weren't, because I've never yeah. gotten uh, those things either. Um, but but let's change channels for a second. You know, we talk about the fact that not everybody likes getting a ticket and they don't treat you. But you're famous. How does it feel to be the famous parking enforcement officer? Because as a social media officer, uh, you you actually you've got way more coverage in the media than I've ever uh, even. Well, that's <laughs> well the, because before well before doing social media, uh, I was the media relations well i still am the media relations but i've been on the news and stuff and do, do uh campaigns when we were doing that stuff pre-pandemic time but and that's the other thing i'm on social media to help you not get a ticket right i'm trying here to educate you before you get hit with enforcement so one of the huge things is a lot of delivery drivers they recognize me downtown and they're like i've i've watched your TikToks. thank you so much really appreciate it just at the starbucks over on liberty village there i've been recognized um by one the staff they're like oh i saw you on tiktok i was and with like, you i witnessed yeah that. yeah and like she was a super like super fan <laughs> and uh and she actually will advocate for me so i, I don't know if she's watching but uh, nima thank you for your support <laughs> from starbucks liberty village hi nima <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah it, it is um it is surreal sometimes to to realize how many people have seen my videos because like yourself we've had both had videos go bonkers and go wild uh viral i've had one of my bike lane videos been viewed over eight million times like that's wow. insane and um hopefully the message gets across like and half of the comments are like what's the big deal like people are just doing their job well that's what i'm doing too i'm doing my job and my job is to patrol bike lanes and to teach you all to not park in them and where to park to do what you have to do 
Yeah, because you can get around the city without causing any issues, without generating any tickets. You can actually move around pretty safely and easily if we just follow the rules. That's um, right. But, but it, the problem with following the rules is it requires you to be cooperative and not be selfish. I think that's a big problem because a lot of the offenses that we see uh, in the city, and, and I'm sure it's the same everywhere, is about me, me, me. I need to go there. I need to get home faster. I need to yeah. go to the bathroom. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, totally. And, you know, if if it's also the way people approach an officer about something like you, you could get a totally different response if you approach someone respectfully instead of like, hey, like, I'm going to go grab a coffee. See you later. Don't ticket me. And that I've that's literally happened. I've literally have people come running out of a Tim Hortons when they see me about to ticket their car. And the first thing they say to me is don't ticket me. So, of course, you don't. Right. Of well, you asked me not to, so I, for sure I'm not going to. No, absolutely not. I am for sure going to because you shouldn't have been there in the in the first place. But, um, yeah, back to, I guess, going back to your uh, your question about, you know, how is it being on social media? But it, it's like yourself. You get recognized out there and you get a different response from the public and the community because your face is out there so much. And I think a good portion of people appreciate it and a good portion of people, well, like haters are going to hate. You're always going to have haters no matter what you're doing. So try to just not that let that bother us because we are here to do a job and being on social media is a part of our job. So we're not going anywhere. <laughs> so so do, do people ask you uh, how dare you be, you know be wasting their taxpayer money being on uh, TikTok? Because I've had that question a lot. Oh, yeah. I get that all the time. You know, like, is this on uh, company time? Yes, this is on company time because this is what our service, our police service wants us to be doing. Social media is a huge uh, part of society now and how we can reach out to all different dynamics of uh, populations, right? So well, let me ask you this. Before you started uh, doing the social media gig, how was the public expected to get information about parking, about learning the rules? I guess they had to Google it and read it and understand it and not be able to ask for any additional information or was there some other way? Well, there's also the, the Toronto Police news releases that go out, um, but you would have to go, you know, online, look up on the web, uh, Toronto Police news releases, or it just through the, the news. Like if there was something big in parking news, then we would have a little segment on all media outlets for it. But yeah, before that, it was uh, news releases from all from what I know, <laughs> or just uh uh, like yeah newspapers uh print media stuff like that so social media is it's it's great for everyone and, and and it's that it's sort of to your door delivered information that caters specifically to what you need to know in the now without having to Absolutely. buy a newspaper to find the one article possibly that tells you that this weekend has free parking which it does right yes and i just made a video on that it's on all platforms it's on the toronto police news releases as well so Check out those videos if you're interested and not paying for parking. Not paying for parking is great <laughs> when it's legal. Uh, exactly. It's a big, it's a big, now, it, just, I, I, I'm laughing because I've been, uh, you know, reporting on our current traffic safety campaign and uh, there's, there's minds melting everywhere because we're out there um, enforcing rules that are not new. Uh, but there's a belief that we shouldn't be enforcing them because it's not convenient to get a ticket, and we're making people's insurance go up. Uh, now, fortunately, nobody gets insurance uh, increases for parking tickets, but what are the implications if people choose to ignore and, and get up a whole bunch of tickets? What, you know, what could they be facing? 
Well, before um, it was the your, you couldn't renew your license plate sticker if you had scofflaws paid off, but now that's no longer an issue. Um, is it? Because I would think you still can't renew if you haven't got uh, if you have debt. I just think they would block. Oh, okay. Well, that, I, I, that, I don't know for certain, but that, that's my assumption. We yeah. haven't actually received any final information from the. Uh, yeah, from so I don't want to answer that quite yet. But don't when we, it, yeah. <laughs> so when we do have that information, we will tell you all on social media. But yeah, you you can. Still still get towed automatically if you don't pay uh, your parking tickets. And, you know, a lot of people, they they say to me out on, on the street, they're like, well, I paid over $1,000 in parking tickets. And I'm like, wow. well, wh why? And you, you didn't learn from that? Like, that's that's a lot of money. Like, that that could go no toward uh, that vacation in, <laughs> in Maui or something, right? You know? Um, so it's, there's a lot of, it's just not good just to, to keep, uh, sorry, I'm like, spacing out here for a second with my my train of thought but um sorry so 10 tickets or more if you've done absolutely nothing with it's an automatic tow you are considered a scoff law uh and you you don't want that because then you have to pay off the tickets on top of the impound fee so there's a lot of things that could still go wrong with you ignoring the the parking bylaws one it's your wallet is gonna be very very low on cash. <laughs> do you think that 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 we're too cheap? That the the, the fines? Because I know for for traffic violations, we are the cheapest uh, uh, for speeding and, and many other offenses across Canada. Um, I, I'm sure that the city's uh, parking fines are likely too low as well. Because some folks say, you know what, this only affects people who are are financially challenged. Because if someone has money, they'll park wherever they want, and the ticket is, you know, equivalent to paying for parking at some places. Yeah, so that's one of the the main complaints I get from public when they when they see something that they don't like what I'm ticketing and I tell them what the fine is. They're like, "Oh, that's too low. Like you're not going to see a deterrent unless it's like $500 or something." Well, our highest parking fine is $450, and those are for accessible spots. Uh, to me, I think that's a big deterrent for that because I see the reaction that people get when they receive those tickets. I've had to like talk people through it, calm them down. I'm like, okay, take a deep breath. I know. And like, they're like $450. But like, you know what? I, I, $450 for taking away someone who needs that accessible access is, I think, is too cheap. I, I don't think it should be less than $2,000. Well, there you go. Because I know how difficult it is for someone yeah. who cannot, uh, you know, who relies on uh, that spot to get to where they have to go for medical appointments or what have you. That's, yeah. that's a big deal. And totally. uh, the folks who decide uh, that they're just going to go there for five minutes and changes. Anyway, I, I, that's something that really bothers me. Uh, yeah. And uh, I, I agree with for, for many people that they, they can afford to do what they want so they don't worry about it. Uh, you know, we, we with our with our tickets for speeding, uh, people get upset when we give them tickets for well for anything. But uh, when you compare it to what Alberta, for instance, charges for the same thing, I mean, they're hundreds of dollars more. So yeah. they laughed, and uh, when I was having a conversation with my friend at Safe Communities, there in Brooks, Alberta, the RCMP detachment, they they couldn't get over how cheap we were. Wow. Well, that's um, there there's some other offenses as well that I think are a little too cheap, like private property, for instance. So say someone's parked in your parking spot, the the ticket is only thirty dollars, and then if wow. you tow them, then they'll pay the impound fees. But to me, I think that should be higher. But you know, I don't I don't create the fines. That's 
No, it's completely out of my control. And my, yeah, and my huffing and puffing about uh, people who take advantage of those who need accessible access, uh, it's yeah. just me huffing and puffing because that's I find it very offensive. But uh, yeah, yeah, and you know, you're we're, you're allowed to be affected, of course. <laughs> and I, I think uh, so. Private property, for one, I think that should definitely be higher because you know that's someone's home and they've paid for that spot. And like, how dare you? <laughs> and bike lanes, I I hear a lot of cyclists think that the bike lane fine should be higher as well. It's $150, but I think there'd be a lot less bike lane offenders if those fines were a little higher. But again, that's not my my. We impound everything. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> we have well, uh, yeah. Sa Saucy, uh, who's a longtime uh, listener or viewer, uh, says, a grand in parking fines. Learn how to park. If it's hard to find parking downtown, use the subway or go train. You, know, you make a very good point, Saucy. Uh, there's a lot of options for commuting into the city. It doesn't have to be. Uh, just park at the front door and walk in. There's so many options. And so if, if risk to uh, finding a, a, you know easy to or affordable parking, then, then maybe parking isn't the right action at all. And uh, let's see here. Uh, okay, so Paul from Toronto, who's coming in through YouTube, says the system is part of the problem. If you park in accessible uh, spots without a permit, you should automatically be towed. What is the process right now for, uh, for accessible parking violators? So um, I have towed, actually, this was on Grenville, right behind uh, Toronto Police Headquarters. And I actually issued the same car because they left it there overnight. So they got $900 worth of tickets okay. in 24 hours. And then we towed it because they had not moved. Generally, that's what would happen, especially if they've been there for a long period of time. But um, yeah, we can tow essentially any illegally parked car. Um, if they are obstructing traffic. But yeah, once you're parked illegally and you get a ticket, you could be susceptible to a tow. So that's that's our policy. So usually if it's if it's obstructing traffic, that's when we would tow it. But yeah, accessible spots, bike lanes, fire hydrants, those are all priority tow uh bylaws so we would yeah we would tow for those in, in the united states and I, maybe elsewhere in canada i don't know but there are there are places that uh boot they, they boot the cars i mean that doesn't really work because then it leaves the car with the continuing the problem uh but it, yes. but it is an interesting way of of uh, uh i guess getting the driver's attention yeah so that's a lot of people ask me if we boot here and i say no that's sort of the opposite of what we want we want to clear the road we want yeah. we, we don't want to keep them there and obstruct a, a live lane of traffic or whatever so yeah I, and i i have back before i even thought i would be doing this job like i, I remember watching parking wars with with my dad <laughs> and laughing and thinking it was so funny and now i'm like this is my life like why would i want to watch that tv show <laughs> But yeah, the, in the states, it's 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 it can be wild over there for parking because of the booting. And uh, if you're just interested in that, go watch Parking Wars because that's not we're not at that level here. <laughs> but but it is interesting because the the whole goal of parking enforcement from from where I'm sitting is to keep Toronto moving. Yes. Make sure that the violators are are either removed or dissuaded from doing it ever again or or accommodation thereof. Yes. Sorry, is there a question? <laughs> I was waiting to find out how you would go with that. Uh, no, there wasn't really a question. It was more of a, 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 a statement. Um, but but yeah, yeah, we are there to keep Toronto moving. Yes, not we don't want to block up the roads. We want to get you out of there. So yes, we would tow and, as opposed to booting, right? And that's how they would, instead of the boot collecting, I guess, the, the money for how much time it's been on the car, how long your car is impounded for that's what you would end up paying for so what, what would you say is your most commonly asked question you know things that that uh, that people are just not getting or uh, do you think people understand the rules but ignore them a lot of 
a lot of it is because of COVID. Um, but now that things are reopening, uh, it's been the delivery drivers that simply just don't know where they part like and I'm talking more like you know delivery drivers who are using their personal vehicles commercial vehicles they usually know where to park or they just stop wherever it's part of their business and yeah their company pays what whatever but it's it's more like the uber eats the door dashes the food delivery drivers that just seem to think that they can just stop wherever their delivery is and I like you you've gotten tons of questions yourself on your tiktok mm -hmm. my tiktok about this and I've done a lot like I've handful of videos and I keep making them so the word gets out there that uh, delivery drivers cannot stop wherever to make their deliveries they they have a list of exemptions they have loading zones there's allotted spaces for delivery drivers to make their deliveries and there's certain uh, requirements that you need so you need to have a sign on your dash you, you can't just throw your hazard lights on and expect me to know that you're on delivery right so that's the one common wait, wait, you, don't, you don't know automatically that they're on delivery no, I, I wish. <laughs> Sorry. I wish I was a mind reader or could read through the mind of or the engine of a car. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so that is number one. And number two is actually, well, this was more so a couple years ago when we updated our technology with the Green P app. A lot of people asked me, how do you know that I paid for parking? And so that is, um, we, we input the same location ID on our handheld device and it gives us a list of all the cars that have paid on that street. So it's as simple as that <laughs> technology. It is It is super secret, must have tactical uh, security clearance <laughs> to know. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we, we're running out of time very quickly, but I, you know, if you were gonna send one message to people who are traveling through Toronto in motor vehicles, people who are utilizing, actually, not just people in motor vehicles, cyclists too, what, what's the one message that's, that's near and dear to your heart in terms of what you do? And, and what you'd want them to know so you, you can do it better or more effectively, or yeah, I'm, I'm putting too many requirements on this question. Tell me, what, tell, me tell, tell them whatever you want to tell them. <laughs> well, I guess I have two separate messages. So to cyclists, um, I really want you all to know that please like lead by example and follow the rules of the road because you give all of the cyclists a bad reputation, which, you know, everyone seems to hate cyclists in a lot of cities, but, for the reasons that they're not following the rules of the road. So please do us all a favor, follow the rules of the road, stop at stop signs, be safe, and also be a very observant for yourself and the same for drivers. Um, and, that's, and, and you're saying that as an ambassador, because I, I don't think we've really talked about the fact that your specialty, your thing has been bicycle uh, enforcement or bicycle lane enforcement because you are a cyclist. I, I think we've actually avoided the whole discussion about cycling this entire episode. <laughs> yeah, we've just been talking about parking stuff in general, which is great, but yeah, so, you know, I'm out there trying to advocate for cyclists, but it, it, it's hard when I see cyclists constantly not advocating for themselves. So do yourselves all a favor, make our reputation better for everyone and follow the rules of the road. Um, and for drivers, just uh, be observant in, in all aspects when driving, when parking, read signs properly, because the sign at the end of the day is your warning. And the sign is what's going to tell you whether you can or cannot park there. And I know downtown it can be crazy, but especially if you're not from Toronto, most Torontonians, they know the whole parking deal downtown and they're, they're careful before they leave their car. But it, it's the people coming into the city that aren't from here and aren't used to, you know, the parking bylaws here. So just always be observant and be safe. 
everyone. Look for signs. You know, I when the King Street uh, pilot project, uh, where there was no straight through driving at certain intersections, came into effect, uh, I was enforcing that. I, I was, you know, watching people ignore the signs. And they said, well, it's, when I stopped them, I said, what are you doing? They said, what do you mean? I said, you can't drive through. Well, how am I supposed to know it? But there's signs, not just one, a dozen signs. And uh, if you're not looking, you shouldn't be driving because what else are you missing? Exactly. So when you're parking, if you're not looking at signs, uh, you're going to get uh, the unfortunate result of being, being ticketed. And then it's going to ruin your day. And then your dog isn't going to feel nice because you're going to ignore them while you're pouting. I, <laughs> I, and I, I mean that I, you know, to make light of it. But at the end of the day, you can save yourself a lot of grief just by being actively involved in your destiny. And that may include Absolutely. where you park. Um, thanks so much. I, I think that's great. And, and and I, we have to do it again because we'll talk more about biking, which I totally wanted to talk about and then we just never talked about. And, uh, yeah. But more to come, for sure. This was fun. I in, really in, enjoyed this. It's always cool when you come and join us. You've been joining. <laughs> you were on today's episode of, of the TikTok live stream, which is Ask a Traffic Cop. And if anyone's watching and they're listening wants to hear that, you can go into the YouTube archives and listen to the last two days, um, which were, what is today? Today's the... Oh, I don't know, the 14th. So the 13th and 14th, you appeared and answered questions. So uh, if you want to catch those episodes, uh, check them out. And and today you, you said something very interesting, and I wanted to, to, to jump on as I extend the, the length of this episode uh, <laughs> to say that you, you said about 90% of cyclists that you observe when you're out there on your bike are yeah. breaking the rules. That's a, that's a staggering number. Yeah. Uh, you know, and you said, you know, they, they don't uh, do the uh, cycling community a service, but they're very, very vocal about, um, you know, cars breaking the rules. And I, and I don't think there's enough responsibility being taken about the, the folks. Now, I'm not saying that everybody is breaking the rules in cyclists. And I, 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 I am also an advocate for cycling. I, I have a bicycle. I used to ride it a lot before I got injured. Yeah. And uh, I, I want uh, cyclists to be safe. Uh, I also want to be able to uh, support cyclists when the argument is there that uh, it was not their fault. It's hard to argue that it wasn't their fault when, when there's such a, um, a, a negative outlook. You know, when, when motor vehicle drivers uh, seem to hate cyclists because yeah. there's a presumption that they're going to be uh, terrorizing the roads. It's not the case. There's a lot of great people out there. But I have, at the same time, sat at intersections and in uniform monitoring the stop sign and then stopped the cyclist for going through the stop sign without even, not even, acceler pedaling through at speed. And yeah. there's no um, understanding of the rules uh, at yeah. all. It's not that they're trying to break the rules. They have no clue what the rules are or yeah. that they apply to them. So there's some education that we need to do. And maybe you and I can partner up and do some bicycle education this summer. Totally. Well, bike month is on the way for in June. So, uh, yeah, we'll have a lot of uh, good topics. I don't think I'm going to pedal, though. I, I don't think <laughs> Sorry, I'll, I'll pedal. It's fine. Okay, I'll, I'll drive there and I'll meet you there and we'll, we'll do some <laughs> stuff. But I, I really want to, I don't want to see people getting hurt on bicycles. It's, it's, a, it's, it's uh, I don't want to, I don't want to see anyone getting hurt anywhere. It's really what I do in, in, as a traffic uh, educator is trying to keep people safe. Uh, and sometimes they get offended while I do that, but it's going to happen, and I, I, I own it. I'm going to offend people. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we can't please everyone, right? <laughs> yes. Signs, signs everywhere, a sign. That's Big Jeff Fresh uh, dropping some educational uh, musical content our way. Uh, Linda uh, dropped in from Facebook just to say good afternoon, heroes, and uh, 
Good afternoon, Linda. Linda. Linda is a big supporter of first responders and members of the police service. So thank you, Linda. Always nice to see you. Uh, with that, we're going to say goodbye. It's been 43 minutes and 37 seconds since we pressed <laughs> go, and uh, we we got to wrap it up. But uh, yes. episode three is in the bag. We'll uh, we'll do this again soon and talk more about stuff and things. Yes, awesome. So great talking with you, Sean, and everyone who joined. Thank you. Yes, thank you for spending time. If you're watching this in replay, uh, either on YouTube or on any of the platforms, know that we are trying to get these out as uh, as often as possible. But subscribe using your favorite uh, podcasting app or get us here by uh, subscribing to us on YouTube. You can also uh, watch on Twitch when we're live. This will actually replay tomorrow at 10 a.m. Uh, so if you're watching this now and it's tomorrow, this is getting confusing. Have a great day, everybody. Take care. Bye.